Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Right Wing Vegan. I'm Scott and I'm your narrator on what is probably the weirdest year, um, gosh, maybe in the United States of America, in all honesty. I, I, I think... I mean, obviously, I didn't live in a lot of our more tumultuous, tumultuous, I can't say that word, in our more hostile years, okay? I did live during 9-11. I'm old enough to remember 9-11, and I'm old enough to remember how weird of a year that was, and I'm not quite sure whether or not we've topped that just yet. We might have, because that was a long time ago, and I can't recall a weirder year, uh, I really can't. So uh, you have a pandemic, you have riots, you have civil unrest, you have just a a portion of our political upper class doing everything that they can to to subjugate the the citizens of the United States of America using all of their tools, including the media um, and uh, a, the potential motivation of a foreign entity driving all of this. And that's what we're going to get to today. So in our last episode, which was a couple weeks ago, to be fair, we took a couple weeks off mostly to process everything that's going on and so that you guys could process everything that was going on. And honestly, we just thought there were a lot of people out there covering this a lot better than we could. So we took some time off and we're back. And I I have to say, um, I'm starting to piece more and more of this together in my head. And I'd like to share that with you. So we were going to do an episode on how we win the culture war. And I'm, I'm, I think that's important. I think for the future of the United States of America, for the future of, uh, you know, critical thinkers in this country, that's incredibly important because we need to take the culture back. I also think that there's so much news to cover that we just need to talk about it. We need to talk about everything that's going on. And we're going to do two, two audio episodes this week. So I'm hoping that in our next one, we'll, we'll get a chance to cover everything that's going on with, with that, with the culture war. And, and kind of a rundown of that. But I want to talk a little bit about the unrest in the country. So I believe this weekend, I believe Sunday, and I could be wrong about this because, again, when you get to this level of, like, we're on our 60th day of unrest in the city of Portland, you really it's really difficult, 60th day, really, in the United States of America, the 60th consecutive night of protests. Protests. I, I don't want to use that word anymore. 60th consecutive nights of rioting and terrorism in the city of Portland since the death of George Floyd. George Floyd, not a Portland resident, um, but there has been civil unrest since since his death. And 60 days is a long time. And I think this was Sunday, but you 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 kind of, maybe it's today. I don't know. You lose track of the days when you get to this this number. 60 is a tough number. So it's important to note that there were stabbings over the weekend. There were shootings. Um, obviously, there's explosives going on. You know, it's just awful. It's just honestly awful. It's domestic terrorism, and it's state-sponsored domestic terrorism at this point, but we'll get to that a little later. But let, let's call it what it is. The media certainly is not. The media is still reporting on this as if these are peaceful protesters who are out there just just protesting against racial inequality. And we all know that's BS, right? We all know that's bunk. Anybody with a brain, any critical thinker in the world knows now. They don't care about black lives. If they did, the black lives that, that have, have been killed in Chicago, the young black lives that have been taken due to shootings... They would matter. Um, this black gentleman that was killed over the weekend because he was a Donald Trump supporter, that would matter. It doesn't matter to these people because these people don't care about black life. They're using the guise of Black Lives Matter, as they have been, to push for a complete dismantling of our 
systems and our government and our way of life in the United States of America so that they can restructure that system of life to Marxism. And we know this is true. We know this is factual. You, you, there's plenty of evidence out there from their, their fist logo, which is directly copied from the, the old communist um, sickle, the hammer and sickle. And there is um, evidence in the fact that they don't support black life because if they did, these other black lives would matter and nary a word about them. So we know that's not true. We know this is because they want to push Marxism on us. And um, it's just, it's getting kind of crazy. So the media would have you believe that this is Donald Trump's fault. They're, they're going back to the old well. The old, let's blame Trump for everything well. And they're saying that because Trump is bringing in the feds, um, you know, this is escalating. This is escalating because because of that, right? That, that's what they're saying. Um, they're they're conflating Operation Legend, and they're trying to have you believe that this is this is Trump bringing in the Gestapo. Uh, the reality is Operation Legend uh, is literally just them uh, circulating more FBI agents, more federal agents to law enforcement, making them available to cities and law enforcement um, for them to use. That's all Operation Legend really is. Um, it, you know, there's 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 a separate operation. I think it's called Diligent Valor. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a separate operation that kind of deals with Portland specifically. And that operation is just to protect federal buildings. So what's happening in Portland is there's this federal courthouse that's under attack and they, they've targeted this federal courthouse and they're throwing mortars at it and they're trying to break into the federal courthouse. And Donald Trump is, is sending federal agents to protect the courthouse. Now, there's an argument. Is this Trump's right? Does Trump have the right to, to, to send in federal officers well dummy um there's fbi agents there's fbi offices in every single state yes the federal police do have jurisdiction um he certainly has jurisdiction to protect federal buildings federal buildings that's federal property and he has the right to to dispatch federal officers to protect that property and contrary to what the mainstream media would believe, and you read these reports, and they're just hilarious in how they're they're portraying this, how they're lying about it. They're just lying. They're openly lying to you. And it's incredible when you read this and you see that because you, you, you listen to reports on the ground. These federal officers are just protecting the courthouse. They're not concerned, and you can argue whether or not this is right or wrong. They are not concerned with what's going on in the streets. They are there to protect the federal courthouse. Now, if you advance on that federal courthouse, if you threaten them, if you shoot mortars at the federal courthouse, well, it's to be expected that they are going to detain you. So the media is taking photos of these these federal officers detaining people, and they're saying, oh, look at Trump's secret police grabbing peaceful protesters. We all know that's bull. We all know these are not peaceful people. And let me tell you something. If you are a peaceful protester, so so the reports are that the the protests all kind of start peaceful and then they kind of get rowdy and then a lot of the peaceful people leave, but some of them stay and the rioting happens. And then some of these peaceful people obviously get detained or caught up um, in the arrests that are happening. And I got to be honest with you, if you are there, you should expect this. You can't stand next to somebody who's chucking firebombs at a federal courthouse and then expect to just not be arrested. At that point, you are complicit. I'm sorry, but you are. You are just as guilty as the person throwing the firebomb because you are supporting that action by standing there. And this gets really bad when government officials are standing there alongside these people as they chuck mortars and and commercial-grade fireworks into a federal building. And the mayor of Portland did that. He literally went down there for a photo opportunity, was booed, was was hounded, was because these people don't care if you support them. To them, you are a fascist. They don't understand the definition of that. They don't understand that they are, in fact, engaging in fascism 
by trying to shut out opposition. But they think you are the fascist because you stand against what they believe. And their opinion is the only one that can be right. So they boo, you know, the governor of, or not governor, I'm sorry, the mayor of Portland as he stands out there while they throw firebombs into a federal building, essentially saying, I support you in doing this because that's what that looks like. He's out there talking about Trump. I support you. That then becomes state funded terrorism. And that's where we're at, right? These, these governments, like in Minneapolis, like in Portland, who's suing the federal government, by the way, to allow these people to continue their, their charade of a protest, that then becomes the, the local government supporting these protests, telling officers to stand down while businesses burn in Seattle. You don't believe me? There's a letter that the Seattle police sent to business owners basically saying, look, we can't do anything to protect your business. You're on your own. And that's from the city council. That's a directive from the city council. There's city council people in Seattle marching protesters, protesters, again, I use that word, to houses of other government officials who don't support them. This is lunacy, guys. This is absolute, utter chaos and lunacy. 24 deaths, by the way, and this is as of yesterday, so there might be more now, but 24 deaths because of these riots. Nine or 13, depending on your source, deaths unarmed of unarmed black people from officers in 2019. There have been more deaths now due to these riots than there have been unarmed black people killed by police officers in 2019. And that's a statistic from the Washington Post who tracks all of this. Here's what I found. So Siri always likes to look. She looked up the Washington Post for us. Thanks, Siri. She really likes to interject herself. Um, that's creepy. So that that's that's something to take note of, right? Because Black Lives Matter. Um, there have been countless injuries. Federal officers. There's there's a few federal three federal agents who have been blinded by lasers because the because the peaceful protesters, the rioters, the terrorists are bringing lasers to these these things and they're shining it in the eyes of these these officers. I think they bring the lasers to help set fires because these are strong commercial lasers that can that can set fires. Um, and this is the, you know, this just, the media is just not covering this at all, by the way, go, go out to, let, let me ask you to do something, go out to one of your friends and ask them what they think about the riots in Portland and then watch as they go, what are you talking about? What riots? I thought all that ended weeks ago. Just watch as this happens. Cause th- this is exactly the response you're going to get by most people. I-, I thought that ended weeks ago. I was having a conversation with somebody we were talking about Atlanta because recently the gov- governor declared a state of emergency. Actually, I think this was a while ago now, but we were talking about it recently. And my friend was like, wait, 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 wait. What, what are you talking about? That, that ended a while ago, right? Things are still going on in Atlanta. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Things are still going on across the United States of America. These riots are not over. The media is just not covering them because they don't want you to know. They want you to see these people as peaceful protesters. They don't want you to know the truth. The truth goes against their narrative. The truth goes against what they're trying to push. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Because part of the reason why I think that, that you know, the, de- the Democrats are more than happy uh, to support this civil unrest. They're more than happy to push this is because this, again, just they think the perception is this plays into their, their interests of getting rid of Donald Trump. They think that, that people will just be so uncomfortable with this, so tired of it, that they'll want to change. And I actually think the opposite's happening and the data, the data supports that. The data kind of supports that the opposite is happening. So this, 
this, but let's backtrack a second and just say this isn't just happening in Portland. There, there was an article today from the Daily Wire about civil unrest in Virginia and how cars had been set on fire. That's Virginia. I hadn't even heard Virginia until I read this article from the Daily Wire. But chalk that up. Just another another instance, right? This is happening in every state. I li- you know, I don't want to say where I live, but I can tell you in my state, in some of the major cities here, this is happening. So it's it's still happening, okay? And what does the government do? Oh, just take down the, the statues. Just give them what they want. Right? Active war against the United States. Domestic terrorism. Domestic funded terrorism. This is state funded terrorism against the federal government of the United States of America. And the data proves this is not helping their cause. So, um, um, Tim Pool, he's great. If you don't subscribe to TimCast, you really should. TimCast IRL on YouTube. Uh, he's done several videos now which show that support for Black Lives Matter among multiple groups, blacks, whites, college-educated folks, uh, support is going trending down and opposition is trending up. Opposition is trending up. They've also done a lot of videos about Donald Trump's approval rating. And Rasmussen has done a very recent poll. They've done a couple recent polls that are showing, and it's one poll, so you do have to take it with a grain of salt, but they're showing that Donald Trump's uh, approval rating is is at 49%. It's dead even with his disapproval rating. And his African-American approval rating is is way up there. It's like 43% or something like that. That is insane. That is insane to think about. And honestly, if that's a true poll, if that's a true capture of how many African-Americans approve of Donald Trump and plan on voting for him, that is probably pretty depressing for the Democratic Party. And there were a lot of polls out before all of the civil unrest that were showing that black people were supporting the president. Now, I'm not going to say that's why we have all this civil unrest. But I will say it's pretty interesting that uh, polls were starting to show that and then all of a sudden, boom. Boom. And right after George, George Floyd's death, you have all this support now. Uh, garnering for Black Lives Matter and anti-Trump sentiment and all of this stuff. So I'm not saying that this is all a conspiracy, but the conspiracy theorist inside of me would believe that, could potentially believe that. But the bigger thing here is, is you know, we have all of this civil unrest going on here in the United States, but the, the big major stories aren't getting covered because of it, particularly our escalation of tension with China and everything going on there. Um, us shutting down that consulate in Houston, them retaliating. Uh, random people are getting deliveries of seeds from China. It's kind of weird. But the government thinks that this is an invasive plant. They're urging you not to plant these seeds. It's just kind of a weird thing. All of a sudden, several people are getting deliveries in multiple states of seeds that are coming from China. And they're like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? <clears throat> but tension is escalating with China. It really, really is. An executive order was signed by the president that basically gives him, gives the federal government the right to seize property of anyone who is found to support China in their in their um, takeover of Hong Kong. That's interesting. And this this kind of cold war with China is just going to continue to escalate, and it does make you wonder if China has a hand in some of this. And it does make you wonder if these Democrats, who who all of a sudden have been speaking very positively about China, trying to rebrand the virus as the Trump virus. It does kind of make you wonder, you know, is China, maybe you have investments over there. 
Maybe that maybe their hand is in your pocketbook a little bit. I don't know, but it does make you wonder. And these are questions we should ask because the motivations of these Democrats, that's what's in question. That's what I've been questioning. Is this all really just a grab for power? But maybe it's a little more than that. Maybe, 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 maybe it is a grab for, I mean, it's definitely a grab for power, right? There's a lot of examples that these people are just power hungry, um, tyrannical, awful people. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm very curious as to, you know, what some of these Democrats relationship with China is. Just a curious thing to think about. Uh, we turn our attention to COVID-19, the virus that has reared its ugly head and is back now in many states as many states begin to spike and the media wants you to think that it's only the red states, only the red states. All the other states are great. It's only the red states. Meanwhile, California is in shambles, and they they never even fully reopened, by the way. But I want to I want to call out a couple things because I think the media is doing once again a terrible job of covering this, and they're obviously trying to paint a narrative. So I think it's important that we talk about it. I want to talk about the deaths per one hundred thousand. Okay, I don't want to talk about cases because again, there's multiple reasons why you could argue cases are going up. I think the important number here is deaths, right? It's deaths. So I want to talk about deaths. I want to talk about deaths per hundred thousand. I want to talk about New York. Everyone's acting like New York is doing such a good job. They did everything right. I want to question that narrative a little bit. So at the beginning of all of this, they showed us that chart. And they said, you need to flatten the curve. And they kept showing us this chart of, here's what the curve looks like spiked. And our healthcare system won't be able to keep up with this spike. This is the bad spike. What we want to do is we want to, we want a little hill. We want a little hill. And then we just kind of want to level out somewhere. And I think that's what we've done. We've had a little hill. And now we're kind of leveling out. And it's a little higher, but we're leveling out. New York had the bad curve. Look at their curve. It's posted everywhere. Even Cuomo posted. He made some weird art with the curve in it. It's weird. You should check it out. And um, the curve is exactly what they told us to avoid. New York's curve is the bad curve that they said we need to avoid at all costs. That's just the truth. But if you listen to the media, New York did everything right. They continue to Cuomo is the best politician in the country. Well, everyone's dead in New York that, that was going to die from this. And that's why I think they've leveled out because they spiked so high initially. So let's take, let's take a look. Let's, let's talk about uh, even excluding New York City. It's kind of fascinating. But we're going to include New York City because it's important. It's part of New York. So de- And it also paints de Blasio in the, the light that he should be painted in. Deaths per 100,000 in New York, 279. 279.6. But 279 deaths in, wait, is that just New York City? That is just New York City. That is just New York City. So let's take that. Deaths in New York City per 100,279. Deaths in New York excluding New York City. I don't know why we separate this number. 79.1. So both are pretty bad. Pick a state, any state to compare that to. Let's look at Florida. Okay, deaths per 100,000 in Florida, which by the way has a bigger population than New York. But if we look at deaths per 100 there, it's 27. Even if we exclude New York City, New York's is 79 deaths per 100,000. Florida's at 27. 
That's a weird one, right? Because there's a lot of old people who live in Florida. Florida is like the retirement capital of the United States of America. You would expect that number to be a lot higher. But it's 27 versus New York, 79 without New York City. If you throw New York City in there, you could combine all the states and they might not. They might not equal what New York's death per 100,000 is. Let's take a look at Texas, also more populous than New York. So that's important to note. More people live in Texas. 17. 17 deaths per 100,000. You compare that to New York. New York, again, 79.1. And that is without New York City. California, never fully reopened. Getting spiked. Democrat run. 21.1. Illinois. Spikes. Now, they're a little higher. 59.6. Illinois Illinois is in a real, real bad way. Real, real bad. Still under New York, by the way. So all of these states, what about Arizona? 45.8, still under New York. So all of these states that the media is covering right now and saying, oh, oh, these states did it so wrong. Florida did it so wrong. Texas, so wrong. Ohio, 28.2, by the way. Deaths per 100,000, well under New York City. Well under New York State. New York was an effing disaster. There's no other way to look at it. There's no there, Over 30,000 people died from COVID in New York. That's disastrous, guys. That is disastrous. That, that is a level of death when you compare that to other states. That we, we should be calling... These politicians should have to go in front of Congress to defend the way that they handled this. By the way, Michigan, 64.1. They're actually pretty close to New York. What's interesting about that is both of those states, Michigan and New York, have governors that were shipping people who had positive COVID tests into nursing homes. Just annihilating elderly people. Elderly people who, by the way, majority vote for Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not saying it was on purpose. I'm just pointing that out. Cuomo should not be held to the high esteem that he's being held by the media. The media wants you to think that Andrew Cuomo is the best governor in the United States of America. But reality would have you understand that Andrew Cuomo is one of the worst governors in the United States of America with the way that he handled this. The funniest thing is he's out there talking about how there was no national plan and we did the best we can and New York strong, New York dead. That's the real quote out of this, right? My goodness. And, and, And to think they're less populous than Texas. They're less populous than Florida. And to have all those deaths? My goodness. How are people not talking about that? How is that not more of a concern? By the way, California also more populous than New York. And their numbers are also much lower per 100,000 than New York's. So I just think it's important to to present that information to you and that is directly from the CDC, by the way. This this the this data is directly from the CDC. I am not getting this from Fox News. I am not getting this from Daily Wire. I am not getting this from Town Hall. This is directly from the CDC. So these numbers are hard to dispute because the data is coming from a very credible source, the CDC, Center for Disease Control. 
Cuomo's not a hero. He's a murderer. Cuomo is a murderer. His policies, along with Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan, which is funny why those numbers are so high. They're murderers. They're murderers. They basically convicted a lot of elderly folks in retirement homes to death, and they are not being held accountable for it. And they should be. We, the people, should be holding them accountable for that. We should hold them accountable when we when we vote, when they're up for re-election. Cuomo has a stupid high approval rating, which, again, just goes to show you, uh, you know, you, you don't have to be a good person. You don't have to have good policy. If you look good and you got the media on your side, you're going to win. And that scares me. That scares me in November with Donald Trump. Um, but again, the data supports that Trump is actually benefiting from this. So we can only hope. Um, another thing I want to cover before we let you go today um, is the unhappiness in the United States of America. It's interesting. I was watching Tucker Carlson. I think it was on Friday. It was sometime last week. And he mentioned something about Zoloft being on the uh, drug shortage list. Zoloft is an antidepressant. It's used to uh, treat people who have depression, who are suicidal. And that struck me because it, it's kind of one avenue of this that I just didn't think about. I don't know why. It's so obvious. But it just didn't cross my mind. So I started looking into it. And sure enough, Zoloft is on the, the federal drug shortage list. And then I found these media reports, these these Forbes or Vox or one of those trash websites, fake news. And they're telling me, oh, don't worry about it. You shouldn't worry that Zoloft is on the, um, the federal shortage list. That doesn't mean anything, but it does. It does mean something. It means that more Zoloft is being prescribed. More people are taking it. Zoloft is used to treat depression. That would in turn mean that more people are being treated for depression. Some might see that as a good thing. I see that as a bad thing because I think that means that more people are depressed. I think that is evidence that would support the idea that people in the United States of America right now are the unhappiest they've ever been. And why wouldn't they be? COVID, they're locked up, they can't see their family. In some cases, they can't go to their family's funerals or weddings. You can't have a wedding. Not only that, but you see all these protests in the street. People have been led to believe that America is this terrible racist country by their educators because public education is in such a bad position, such bad shape. It's been completely overrun by the union and taken over by these terrible teachers. So your kids think that America is a terrible place. You think America is a terrible place because you turn on the news and all the all the Chris Cuomo's and the the, Lim, the Limones, Lemons, all they're doing is telling you that America is a bad place and that your president is a racist, tyr- tyrannical monster, who's who's this who's throwing the federal government now to police the cities. All of it's a lie. So America's more depressed than ever, and we're more depressed than ever because we don't have a media that we can trust. A long time ago, Donald Trump made a comment about how the mainstream media was the biggest enemy to the people of this country. And everybody just kind of laughed it off and thought, oh, you know, he only says that because the media is mean to him. But the reality is maybe he wasn't wrong. Maybe he was telling the truth. And maybe this is evidence to support that. The mainstream media wants you to believe with all of their power that the federal government is failing you, the people of this country are racist, and we should be at war with one another. Just turn the media on and you can see that. It's blatantly obvious. I don't even need to provide you with proof. Just go downstairs, turn your TV on, and put it on CNN. I guarantee right now some some 
Bloviator is talking about Orange Man Bat, somebody with a college degree who knows the world. Who's never had a real job, but they're telling you that Orange Man Bat, no matter what's going on in the world, Orange Man Bat. Oh, there's a hurricane coming in. It's it's a it's a category, you know, whatever. It's it looks really straight. Orange Man Bad. People are getting shot in Portland. Orange Man Bad. They're not covering the actual news. They're certainly not reporting on it. No, what about this? Did anybody know about this stuff going on with China? Does anybody know that China is committing genocide right now? Look it up. They're throwing Muslims into to, to trains and gassing them. Look it up. If you don't believe me, look it up. Did you know that? Do you watch CNN? Did they talk about that? No, of course they didn't talk about that. Probably because China is is somehow, you know, controls CNN. I wouldn't be surprised if China wasn't behind a lot of what's going on in this country right now. You don't think COVID was a weapon? You don't think that? You can't at least acknowledge that that's possible when we have evidence that it was created in a lab. But no, bats did it. You, you, you got it by eating bats. It wasn't created in a lab. I saw an article today by Time that was trying to tell me that the, the generosity of China, that they're going to provide the vaccine to everybody if they get it. Yeah, the vaccine that they stole from the United States of America. Good thing we shut that consulate down. But you guys don't know this stuff because you, the news isn't reporting it to you. And that does make them an enemy. That makes them a huge enemy. If you don't know what's going on and the only news that you get is just propaganda... That is bad. And I know it works. I know it does. Because people, you see people posting stuff about, well, Trump thinks this about women. You're still posting that? It's 2020, dude. It's 2020. There are more important things than, than words that came out of the president's mouth 30 years ago. But you're still posting that because you're trying to spread propaganda. Oh, you know, President Trump hates women. He speaks so poorly of them. Like, you've never spoken poorly about women? I can tell you right now, I know the people posting this stuff. They have. They have. Like, you haven't cheated on your, your now wife? You have. I know that. So stop. Oh, I'm not president. Yeah, well, neither was Trump 30 years ago. So stop. We just, we, we need to be above that. When you see things like that, by the way, you should you should think to yourself, dude, there's so much going on in the world, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. There's more important... People are losing their lives and you want to talk about Trump, how he speaks about women. Learn your priorities, dude. Learn your priorities, man. Anyways, that's all I got for you today. I just wanted to do a little recap of everything that happened over the weekend and COVID and the news and all that stuff. We got another episode coming to you, an audio episode coming to you on Thursday. It's going to be a good one. We're going to get into the culture war a little bit unless some catastrophe happens, which is more than possible in 2020. So we'll talk about that if it does. Um, but Kelly will be back for that one. I'm also going to be posting videos all week on YouTube for you. We're going to try something, just change the format up of our YouTube a little bit and just post some, some snippets of videos on there. And we're going to continue to do the podcast, hopefully twice a week from here until election day. 
um, that, that we're going to target Mondays and we're going to target Thursdays for that. So hopefully we'll have that for you. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. Please, please, please give me a five-star review on uh, Apple iTunes, anywhere you listen to your podcast. It'd be great. Subscribe if you want to hear more from us. And uh, go find us on YouTube, Bright Wing Vegan, because we're going to have a lot of videos coming your way. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. I will see you guys next time.